Networking and marketing made simple is for you, the business owner who has a product, a service, or a message that you believe in. My name is Scott Aaron, and each week we'll take a behind the scenes look into the real world marketing and networking tactics and strategies for getting what you have in front of you to a lot more people. Thanks for spending time with me. And now let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Networking and Marketing Made Simple. Super excited for today's episode. Obviously, you all know this is another interview episode, and I have an incredible human being with me today, Misty Petrella, who is a transformational business coach for heart-centered and spiritual entrepreneurs. And I know a lot of you that are listening I know a lot of you are in that space. You are that heart-centered entrepreneur. You are that spiritual entrepreneur. So I always want to provide this community and the listeners of this podcast the best information possible. And even though, yes, I am a very heart-centered entrepreneur myself, it's always good to bring that person above just the entrepreneur, the one who coaches those heart-centered entrepreneurs in to speak to you today. So Misty, with that being said, welcome to today's episode. Thank you for having me. This is, it's, a, it's great to be here with you, Scott. Thank you. Well, great to have you here. So before we, we dive into all the things that, that Misty is doing is, you know, with her coaching programs and her courses and everything else, let's talk a little bit about the journey of of how you got to where you are and and more specifically what what my audience loves to know is when you go back on that timeline of where you are now what was that that pivotal moment or that kink in the hose moment that you know you know the doors were opened up you know paths were opened up and it, it and it sent you down on this this course of really finding yourself and, and realizing what your true gifts and passions are that led you to what you're doing today? Yeah, actually for me, this was a terrible moment. Um, I, I spent my first 20 years um, in corporate, or not corporate, big agency advertising. So I worked on really big brands. I worked on Gatorade and USPS and these really big brands. And, uh, you know, advertising has a really intense. It's almost like working at like Google. It has a super hustle culture. They undersell everything in time. So you can barely get it done. Everyone's always running around. And I, I went to my boss at one point and I was like, I just want to let you know, we've been crunching on this and I don't think we're going to make the time. We're not, we're, we're still a little bit behind. I don't think we're going to make it. And she said to me, well, Misty, you know, there are 24 hours in a day. And I was like, <gasps> Oh, you think you own those. I mean, I didn't actually say that in the moment, but we were in an elevator and the doors were closing as she said it. It was so visceral. It was like, boom. And I was like, I'm trapped in this elevator with this woman at this career. It was so, I, I got cold sweats from it as a matter of fact. I mean, it was so visceral. So I, from that moment started thinking, I can't do this anymore. I, I, someone said to me at that same time, you're sort of turning gray. And I was like, like all of me was turning, like my life force was being drained out. So from that moment, I, I had no idea what I was going to do with all this, you know, my, my degrees in business. I was like, what am I going to do with all of this? 
And just so happened, I was visiting my friend in LA and I was sitting in this beautiful patio. It was outside in the middle of winter, but it was gorgeous. And uh, I found this video that Marie Forleo had done, who's a, you know, she's sort of a semi-famous coach out there in the world. And I never took any of her, I still have never taken any of her programs because I have a business degree. But I was like, I don't know what that woman is doing, but that is my job. And so I went to coaching school for two years. It was a very intense full-time program. And I thought I was gonna be a coach for women who'd been through, men and women who'd been through divorce because that had been my experience at that time. But all of my coaching friends who were in school with me had absolutely no idea what they were getting into in terms of their business. And I was like, this is what I'm gonna have to do. This is what I'm gonna do. And so, 10 years ago, a career was born and here we are today. <laughs> I mean, I just, I love how things happen at, at what we may feel like is by accident, but it's, it's truly on purpose. And I, I love my wife and I love Marie Forleo, uh, you know, her, her book, everything is figure outable yes. because everything is figure outable. It's, it's everything is figure outable. I love that she, you know, breaks all this stuff down for people who feel unfamiliar with uh, the business world. And, you know, they're just trying to get their thing out there. Uh, I just didn't happen, you know, I had that expertise already, so I just didn't happen to need it. And I actually wrote her a letter and I was like, you changed my life. I never took your thing, but thank you so much. I honor what you're doing. And so anyway, I love her videos too. She has a great YouTube channel. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so funny. We were talking in, in the pre-show that, you know, so many people want to be successful, but there are so many key factors, but also uh, circumstances that, that individuals have that either will prevent them from succeeding or will uh, catapult them to succeeding. You know, yeah. um, instead of living in the problem, live in the solution, right? So oh, exactly. Yep. And again, we have similar paths. You know, I, I went down, I traveled the road of divorce twice and until I, I found my forever person in Nancy and you know, there was a, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you. And there was, you know, there were a lot of trials and tribulations, but again, I, I wouldn't trade anything that I went through or still go through and grow through for, for any of it. I mean, it, it's, it's landed me to where I am right now. And, you know, you do like, we both work with entrepreneurs in, in that beginning stage. And, you know, I, I do work with people in other stages, but, you know, you and I have that commonality, but where we do work with those people that are just kind of getting started out, they want to kind of, you know, go down the path that you and I have gone down. What would you say with, with all the people that you've worked over the last decade, what's a, a key contributing factor to that person that really wants it? And they, they have that clear vision of what they want to achieve, but they can't seem to move the needle forward, no matter how many books they read, no matter how many podcasts they listen to, no matter how many coaches they hire, you know, what is that key circumstance that, that keeps coming up that you hear? Oh, I mean, for me, the people that I work with, they, they have a belief that, that business has to be done in a certain way, that it has to be very, um, this is sort of a, I use this word lightly, but very bro centric, very like pushy, salesy, buy my thing, buy my thing, buy my thing. And that belief around business stops a lot of the people that I end up working with, that marketing and sales are these 
things that you have to do in business, not that you get to do. And I help people, and that's why I call myself a transformational business coach, because I help people transform all of those beliefs around what they think business has to look like to be successful. So I, you know, it's not marketing for me. It's sharing your message and your beliefs and how what you do changes people's lives. And it's not a sales conversation where you're convincing someone to do something. It's a, it's a, a deep and service-based connection where you get to help someone make a different decision than they've ever made before. So I help people reorganize all of that um, and get rid of all that crap. Uh, because it can't, you know, when people think business has to be done a certain way, I have to do videos, I have to launch. No, you don't. You do not have to do those things. There, you can, there are, you don't even have to be in social media if you don't want to, you know? So there are uh, so many different ways to make a business work um, that are in alignment with the way someone actually wants to show up. And so many programs out there are like, you have to do this and you have to do it like I do it. And for the people I tend to work with, they're just looking for something that feels good instead of feels icky and pushy. And so that's one of the biggest beliefs I see. Sure, there's other things like, you know, I'm afraid of making money and what happens if I succeed and what happens if I fail and all those, you know, a lot of um, perfectionism and uh, comparisonitis, like someone else is doing something similar. How can I possibly do it? So th those are the, the, those are some of the bigger things that I encounter that I, keep people really stuck. And I love what you said, the, the term uh, bro-centric, because <laughs> it, it, it's the truth. There, there's, yeah. there's been a lot of people out there, you know, male or female, that they feel that they have to take on this this alpha personality where they're always hard pitching and hard selling and and i i constantly remind people that no one buys anything from anyone that they don't know they don't like and they don't trust and yeah. no like and trust it it's it, it's really dependent upon the person some people they're very open individuals so the rapport is built very quickly there's other people where that report takes a couple of years. It's, it's, it's all about timing with a lot of individuals. And, you know, the one thing that I, I remind any coach, any business owner that's looking to, to grow and scale their business, I always put them in the passenger seat of what they're doing. You know, the, the message that you're sending out on social media, the way that you're reaching out to people on social media, would you respond to the message that you're sending out there? Exactly. And, you know, when you turn the mirror around, they're like, well, hell no. I, I mean, yeah, that so go <laughs> look, look at what you're doing and yeah. look at the results you're not having and, and start to determine, is it how I'm showing up? Am I am I really being uh, truthful and authentic? I, I had this conversation earlier today with a coaching client. She's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking her through my LinkedIn program. And she's like, you know, I'm, I'm having a few people respond to me, but not a lot of people are responding to me. And I said, okay, let's take a look at your messaging. Cause again, I help people with their messaging strategy. And I looked at her message and I said, I know exactly why people aren't reaching out. I said, if you look at the way that you're messaging people, it's coming off as an automated copy and paste type message. That's stuffy and corporate and people want to be connected with in a relaxed fashion. So we made some tweaks and, and that's the big thing, but 
I want to ask you this question, and, and it's something that I'm always curious about. You know, you did have a, you worked with a lot of large companies, uh, large brands, yeah. and you know, obviously exiting that and now being, you know, your own business owner yeah. for the last decade. What would you say was the greatest lesson learned, not working for yourself, that has helped you in now working for yourself? I think the largest one and it's actually is just not quitting on yourself you know the thing that i think that you know that like resilience is so key and i actually picked that up in in my corporate environment oddly enough um because this advertising world is like really cutthroat I, it sounds weird but it is in its own odd way and so um, you know, when things don't go well, even in my story, like we got it all together, you know, when I was like, the doors are closing, she's like, there's 24 hours in a day, you know, clients are not always going to react in the way that we hope they will. Things are never usually going to go the way they, that we, you know, made up in our head that they will. So being able to move through that with, you know, your center in, in, you know, with your core intact, not taking it on as a personal thing. That is one of the biggest things I learned. Now there's all kinds of like, you know, uh, productivity things that I brought over, um, you know, a messaging strategy that, that I learned in, in corporate advertising, I help people with now. Um, there's all these tools and things that I learned, but that biggest piece is by far resilience. And like not taking it personally. When someone's upset, it's about them. You know, it's about what's happening inside of them. And especially coaches, you know, when a, when a client is in reaction, so many of us want to like swoop in and save and rescue. And you cannot do that. You, you just, you're there with them and be present and let them have their experience and help them work through it. Instead of taking it on like it's about you. So yeah, that resilience, I think, and like not taking it personally is whoo, because I'm really empathic and smushy and sensitive. So it was, you know, a thing I picked up in my life to like take on other people's stuff. And that is not healthy for anyone anywhere. So those, those kind of two things that like resilience, like when things don't go well, keep going. You know, it doesn't mean anything about you as a person. It's just something that's happening. And that like not taking stuff personally for me is, was a big thing I learned in advertising because just to even stay on the job, you can't take that stuff personally. You got to like crank it out and keep going. So yeah, those are the two biggest things I think. So you hear the word or phrase coach being used a lot nowadays. Truth bomb right there. <laughs> and I think you and I know, uh, you know, I've been coaching uh, for almost 24 years now, going back to when I was a sports nutritionist and, and wellness coach, you know, now obviously doing the business coaching. So between the two of us, we have, you know, almost four decades of experience. Um, that's amazing. So what would you say is your definition of what a coach is compared to what so many people think being a coach is out there. I, I want to be a coach. So I'm going to do that. So first, you know, part A, what's your definition of, of being a coach? But number two, B, uh, 
what do you feel people think being a coach is? So A, my definition of a coach is helping someone create an end result that they want. So I, I help people pull the best possible business out of themselves, the thing that they're soul aligned to do. I don't ever tell people, I mean, aside from like, we could make this email more impactful or that kind of thing, but I never tell people, this is the kind of business you need to have. And I think so many people equate coach and strategist as the same thing. And in fact, my loves, that is never the same thing. A coach ideally is never telling you what to do. They're helping you pull the best solution out of you. So for me, that's my definition of a coach. I think, you know, we have a highly unregulated field. And so that makes anyone say, can say, in fact, that they are a coach. And so legitimately, you know, I, I think people from the outside perceive that coaching is someone telling you what to do to make your life better. And I don't think that's it. I think it's helping a person to be able to pull the best result out of them, whether you're a wellness coach or a relationship coach or a personal life coach or whatever it is, a wealth coach, <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is, that best result that is aligned with you. I think that is a true definition of a coach and can help, you know, with both strategy to do that and all of the mindset stuff. Um, but I think, you know, coach and strategist get equated often. And, uh, you know, I don't think coaching is telling people what to do ever. Vince Lombardi, Mike Krzyzewski, some of the greatest coaches ever were not, were not some of the greatest players. So there's this, this also, there's this stigma around coaching is that if you're not successful as a quote unquote player, right. You can't be a successful coach. Meanwhile, you see so many professional athletes that play more of a role, a foundational role. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're a, a veteran that is helping guide some of the younger players and they just have that natural coaching ability in them. Or there's that player like, you know, Mike Krzyzewski, who is arguably one of the greatest um, collegiate coaches ever, was not very successful uh, as a player himself. He never made it to the NBA. He played in college, but but he could have coached in, in any facet. Right. So what is also your thought on those people that, like you and I being in the coaching space that we're in, those people that say, well, you know, if you're coaching this, that, or the other, you know, why do you feel the need you have to coach it, coach it? Because, you know, you have to prove your success first, this, that, or the other, because there's so many people that put this, this weight on the shoulders of that person is that you have to have a, a right to be teaching this. Meanwhile, we all, you and I both know being on the other side of things, mm -hmm. I, I was, I was a great player, but I was, was always, always a better coach. And it's just, it's, it's, it's in you. So what's, what's your message to that listener uh, of this podcast that feels that there's too many coaches out there? And, you know, how do you really determine who's a good coach and who's a bad coach? And for me, and this is what I, I, I want you to kind of dive into, um, 
reputation is everything, but I'm a big believer in it, it. You should never have to explain how great you are. It's something you, you let those that you've worked with do the talking for you. And the example I give people is I have over 470 written recommendations on my LinkedIn profile of people that I've coached over the years that have said, you know, this guy knows what he's doing. So what, what is your message to that person that, that always needs that third-party approval? They need to reach out to that person's clients to ask how their experience was, and they need to, you know, <laughs> Google this and look at that. What, you know, explain to people what it means to be a great coach and why going down that rabbit hole of getting that third-party approval and doing all the research ends up doing more harm than good. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, I always ask, you know, I, there are so many coaches out there. And I think the first thing to be looking for is personality. You know, like, do you, do, do you like you said before, do you like this person? <laughs> do you know anything about their work? Do they seem trustworthy? What do they do to show you that they're trustworthy? How do you know that? I always, when someone's like, how do I find a coach? There's so many. Um, start with referrals. <laughs> You know, like ask people, you know, you know, who they've worked with, has it worked out, um, that kind of thing. And do you need to be an expert in the thing? Well, you know, certainly if you're a business coach, you might want to have a little bit of business expertise just because you are helping people develop something. But I also think, you know, you only have to be like a step or two ahead of someone, you know, you, you have to have had some life experience and messed it up and made it through something and, and it at least achieved something. The thing I think that makes coaches stand out actually is being consistent. I, I, that's actually one of the primary things I work with people on because they haven't, they've made some money here and there, but they want that consistent money month after month that they can live off of. And so just getting consistent and showing up and being yourself, um, people will gravitate towards that. People gravitate towards what you believe, how you share it, what you say. They don't need to know, you know, every single success and failure. I share all those things in my group, and you know, but um, I, I share my failures just as much as my wins, because I think people need to know we're not perfect. Nothing about being a coach is requiring you to be perfect. As a matter of fact, that's a, a false reality that people think they can never be successful because they're not perfect yet. I don't have it all figured out. I'm not at six figures. I, you know, relationship coaches. Well, I've, you know, messed up some relationships before. Well, great. That's okay. There's so much room for you. Um, it's really just about like getting out there consistently, being yourself, owning what you do. I actually talk to people about embodying what they do. It's not a mental exercise to have your own business. You have to like own it in your heart. You have to own it in your gut. And that's a, that's a different thing than like, I think I can do it. I'll go give it a try. So um, yeah, I think those, you know, testimonials are great. One of my freebies I offer is the perfect testimonial method because you know, people sometimes if, if they're, especially if they're newer to this, find getting testimonials to be just as scary as getting on a sales conversation. So I help people like get through that process really easily. But, um, you know, do you need to talk to, 
trusting ourselves and our decisions is important. And we start second guessing that. Is it the right person? Is it not? That like trusting yourself, does this feel like the next step I should be taking? Does this person seem to have a message that I need to be embodying in my own life? Those sorts of things I think are so much more important than like, you know, really people can make up testimonials <laughs> if they really, really wanted to. And, and that's even happened before in this coaching world because I've been in it for so long. That's a thing that like a trend that happened. So yeah, I mean, you, social proof is important. Sure. But it's not end all be all. Yeah, you know, your, your failures always open the doors to your successes. So I'm very True. open about the things that, that didn't work that allowed me to figure out the things that, that, that do work. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> I that's, ran a summit one time called Epic Goofs, Blunders, and Fails, How to Fail Forward. Um, and so, yeah, messing up can actually give you so many more pieces of information than winning all the time. I will say that. Well, I'll share a quick story with you before we start to wind down. And it, it was, uh, someone had reached out to me, uh, booked a call with me. And uh, I, I came recommended, you know, they, they had heard about me and we spoke about a week and a half ago, had a great first conversation. She told me what her goals were. And I told her the different ways that I work with people. And she goes, you know, uh, I know I need to do one of these two things. Let's follow up next week. I said, great. I said, we'll talk about next steps then. She said, perfect. Uh, I get a text message um, the day that we're supposed to talk. Um, have a little bit of a cold. Can we wait another week? Um, not That's a problem. Fine. That's a red flag right there. Rebooking the follow-up call. That's a big flag right there. I said, not a problem. Um, I'll, I'll rebook it and send you a calendar link. And uh, she said, great. Um, uh, wanting to talk to some of the people that I know that have worked with you. And she listed like four or five people. I'm like, wow, this person needs, you know, fifth, <laughs> fifth party approval. So, you know, um, we, we get a week, a week ago, uh, or a week goes by and we're supposed to have a call the other day. And I get a text message, um, about an hour before the call. And it said, just to let you know, I'm not going to be making a decision on the call today. So I, I texted back. I said, I appreciate you letting me know. Uh, would it be better to cancel the call until you are ready to make a decision? And she said, yes, I still want to reach out to, to some more people to talk to them about this, that, or the other. Yeah. And I politely wrote back to her. I said, you just need to know, no matter how many people you speak to, no matter what they say or don't say, it's still not going to give you what you're looking for in order for you to make your decision because there's a part of you that doesn't trust yourself to do this. I don't feel that my program is the best fit for you because I work with people that can make a decision on their own, not based on anybody else's experience, but the desire of what they want to achieve. But I do appreciate the conversation we had a few weeks ago, continued success. And I took it away from them. Mm -hmm. And they weren't happy with what I wrote back. But my, my other thing is people need to be held accountable for their actions. If you're going to reach out to a person and you're going to schedule a call and then you cancel twice and, you know, you let someone know, I'm, 
you should have never booked that follow-up call if you knew you weren't don't don't the, the big lesson is for anyone that's listening to this and, and you have a discovery call with a coach like myself or like Misty, don't tell us what we want to hear. Don't tell us that. <laughs> that's not even necessary. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and because you think we want to hear, yes, let's do a follow-up because yeah. I may want to work with you, even though, you know, you're not going to pull the trigger. We right. work best with people that are truthful and honest up front. You know, now's not a good time. I don't have the money. So again, I, I want people to really start turning the mirror around on themselves because when you start trusting yourself and you start trusting your own intuition and you realize that it's not the coaches out there that are the problems, it's not the programs that are out there that are the problems, you're the, the consistent issue with why things aren't working because you got to work on yourself. So yeah. I just wanted to share that. So, no, it's so important too. I mean, that, um, I, I, you know, that, uh, second guessing of oneself and that fear that arises will rationalize the shit out of it excuse yeah. my french but we'll That's rationalize okay. it and make and project it outwards um so yeah that happens I, you know i find that if that i, I when i put a follow-up call in and it someone rebooks it or it just doesn't show um, that's a, yeah. that's me. usually, that's a really and big, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing yeah. at the same time because it's so, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, I know that there's, it's okay. right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and cause I, I've, I never want to force someone to work with me. I want them to yeah. want to work with me. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to work with a coach and, and make what I consider it an investment and not a cost, be ready to ring every drop out of what you're receiving. Yeah. That's actually how you create success. Not from like receiving somebody's information, but taking it, ringing it out, getting every juicy drop out of it. Yep. That's how you create success every time. And then when you're ready to do that, it doesn't even matter who you coach with. When you're ready to do that, you will always succeed. You'll always get what you need. 100%. So before I get to my last question and close out today's show, I know you have something coming up uh, in November. Um, yeah tell the audience a little bit about what you have coming up and how they can find out more about it. Absolutely. It's called, it's a, it's a 90 minute workshop. Sometimes I run like a five day challenge, but this one happens to be a 90 minute workshop. It's called the four pillars of consistent income. So the four things you need to have in place to get from that feast and famine money to that nice and steady money all the way up to 100 K those four things you need to have in place. Um, so yeah, uh, it's going to be, I don't actually have, I think I have the dates, but I don't have it right here in front of me. So we'll give you, it's at the end of November. I'll make sure you have the date for the show notes and everything like that and the link to book. So yeah, I'd love to have you. And I, it's a very balanced approach, um, a very heart-centered, loving and connected approach to getting into consistent income. So please join in. It'd be my love honor. It. There. Yeah. And for the listeners, all the information obviously will be provided for you uh, in the show notes. So definitely take advantage of this, you know, uh, free workshops are great, but obviously working more deeply with Misty would be an, an added bonus to all of that. So highly, highly encourage it. Uh, Misty, final question before we sign off, what does success truly mean to you? Ooh, I heard this once and I was like, yep, this is it. Working when I want with whom I want on what I want, when I want, that's my definition of success. <laughs> And making the income I want while doing all of that. For me, hands down, that's it. 
Love that. Love that. Misty, thank you again so much for being here today. Loved our conversation. Loved all the, yeah. the love and the heart and just the, the wealth of knowledge that you are and sharing everything that you did with my audience today. So thank you again for being awesome. here. Thank you so much, Scott. It's a very much an honor to be here. So thank you. Absolutely. So everyone that's listening again, all the information about Misty and how you can get into her 90 minute uh, workshop that will be taking place at the end of November will be in the show notes. So everyone, thank you again for listening. Please enjoy the rest of your days and I'll talk to you next time. Bye everyone. Thank you so much again for checking out today's episode. And if you are listening through iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are, please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you loved, what you would like to see improved or ideas you have for future episodes. And if you are interested in taking your business to the next level, don't hesitate to go to my website, www.scotterron.net where you can schedule a free discovery call with me where I can learn more about you, your business, what you're struggling with and how we can work together. And don't forget to check out my wife, Nancy and mine, our free community on Facebook called LinkedIn leads for life. We would love to see you in there. Have a great rest of your day and thank you everyone for your support. Grateful for each and every one of you.